0: In this week's episode of Starlight Tea, we serve the tea on energy, what it means to resonate, how to raise your vibe, and how energy is the foundation of all magic, from creativity to crystal healing.
1: Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life,
0: I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com.
1: Hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week?
0: Uh, let's see, my physical cup, I just have some water for some good hydration for my day. It's a busy day today. Um, we are recording this on the eve of Ostara, which means I have like multiple Ostara ceremonies, um, which is my life cup. Getting ready for those um, the one that we do for Starlight and Moonbeams, and then my priestess program, and then maybe I'll do another one. So that's over the next couple days. And then I am preparing for all of the big energy coming up in this next week that will really feed us in getting our getting this podcast launched. So I'm excited for it. How about you, Belinda? What's in your cup?
1: Uh, we're matching today. I have in my physical cup, I've got actually a purple spring tumbler uh, to honor Astara. And I have iced water in it because that's just what my body needed this morning, something good and just clean. My Life Cup, we just finished up the Astara issue of Moonbeam Magazine. So that's live now. And yesterday I went on my first date in two years with my husband to a local psychic fair. It was the first one in Winslow and hopefully they're coming back at the end of the year. And so that was fun. I got two readings. I bought a beautiful Moss Agate Tower. And I'm just looking forward again to keep working in my garden. And yeah, busy, busy.
0: That's what's going what on in my a- cup. How fun! A psychic fair and a date with your hubby—the first one in two years. That sounds so exciting.
1: Yeah, well, maybe three years because we had COVID in there, but definitely two years because mm. that's when we got our grandson, and so oh, yeah, the focus has been there. But it was yeah. nice to hold his hand and not have to worry about anything. So, ah. Oh, we need more of those <laughs> yes you do
0: you do we all do we all need to make a point of keeping that romance alive whether it's with your your significant other or even just yourself you know you got to love yourself too Okay, so today, before we get to serving the tea, we want to shine the starlight on this big energy I was talking about because we are just now opening that portal. I said we're on the eve of Ostara as we're recording this and the spring equinox and that portal is opening and it will be open for a couple of weeks because there's so much big stuff happening right now. So by the time you're listening to this, it's still there because we have, like I said, the Ostar and Spring Equinox portal. And the very next day, we have the new moon in Aries, which is really significant new moon because it's the zero degree of Aries, which is the first sign of the astrological new year. So it, this new moon, which new moons are all about setting attentions and new beginnings and starting something new. Is happening right at the very beginning of the season, the very beginning of the astrological year, the very beginning of the Aries sign. It's all big, big, big. And then right after that, Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is its first move since 2008. It's been in Capricorn ever since then. And Capricorn is very um, authoritative and father-like, bossy, very much about rules and limitations in Aquarius is almost the opposite. So this is, even though Pluto, they even question, is it a planet or not? I'm not even sure where they sit with that right now. Um, But Pluto has big, major energy effects on us. So this is really big. And we're going to see shifts collectively and for some of us individually. So if you've been experiencing that, we see you. And we hope that you've been able to make the most of it because all this energy is perfect for new beginnings, starting something new in your life. So if you haven't yet, let's get on it because you are in that window of opportunity right now. I love that.
1: Just it seems to be the reoccurring theme for the past couple of uh, months of just that starting something new. And it seems like everything is aligned to support us. In that mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. exciting i'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks well one thing that we do here at of starlight and moon memes is that we're really striving to keep our community you guys informed about these kinds of things so you can make the most of it we want to make sure that you're sticking with us and that you're here for the ride as a quick reminder you can subscribe to our email list for free goodies You can also hit the subscribe button and follow us on all our socials. And also other listeners would love to know other things or how you think about Starlight Tea. So please consider leaving a review. It doesn't have to be very long, just that you think that we're worth tuning into. If you subscribe to our email, you can also get your complimentary issue of our magazine. And that just dropped yesterday. And it's all about Astara.
0: So this week we're serving the tea on energy and what it has to do with magic and creativity. So Belinda, tell us first why energy is
1: important. Well, like we said last week in our last podcast, at its very basic definition, magic is the intentional direction of energy towards a certain purpose or a desired outcome. So basically, energy is magic. And the more we understand it, the more powerful we can be. Because remember, we are the magic. It's very important.
0: Right. And that kind of gets us started on we are the magic because we are energy. And energy is the very basis of existence of everything in the universe, including the creator, the point of creation. I just want to say here, whether you believe in God, another higher power, or origin, or source of all, or the Big Bang Theory, there is a point of creation when big energy transferred into the creation of all things in the universe, which means we all, as humans, are made of the same energy as everything else in this universe. There's no beginning and no ending of energy. It's not made or destroyed. It's only transferred. By the way, this discussion is going to take us through some of the laws of the universe, the law of attraction most people are familiar with thanks to the secret. But there's several other laws that all help us get to that point of attraction. And so what I was just talking about, about creation and energy being transferred, that's the first law of the universe, the law of oneness. We are all of the same energy.
1: I love that. So if everything is energy flowing from one form to another, then it makes sense we can learn to control that direction, the way that it flows into us and the way that it flows out of us. So is that what it means when when we say by intentionally directing energy towards a certain purpose or a desired outcome. Is that what that means?
0: Exactly, yeah. So I'm gonna put on my teacher hat for a few minutes here and we're gonna get kind of science-y. I'm going to try to keep it to the basics right now and hope we can cover as much as possible in this podcast without going terribly long. Um, But if not, then we'll just continue the discussion later. So we're gonna start with, again, everything is made of energy and we learned that in elementary science class. Remember, how we learn that atoms and molecules are constantly in motion, even those in the most solid stationary state. They're just moving incredibly slow. So your desk, your, the floor, the walls of your house. There's all motion there. There's all energy happening there. It's just moving so slow that you can't see it. And so it's, it appears stationary. <laughs> and so taking that concept, if everything is made of energy, then everything vibrates. And those vibrations oscillate at various frequencies. Vibrations and frequencies of one type of matter, whether it's air, solid, or liquid, affect the vibrations and frequencies of other types within its field of reach. This is called in-training, and this is the second law of the universe, the law of vibration. So when the vibrations and frequencies are similar and harmonized, they are said to be in resonance. When someone claims something resonates, they're essentially saying that energy is aligned with my own. They may not realize on a conscious level that that's what's happening, but they're feeling it in their energetic and emotional body.
1: I absolutely love that when you said that energy is aligned with my own. I know when something resonates with me, I get that feeling. It's like a power shower, like you get warm and tingly. And so I love I love how you describe that about resonance yeah. and how we yeah. can recognize it. Yeah.
0: Right. It, exactly how you can recognize it. You feel it. And that's what, you know, especially if you once you are conscious, which we're hoping to help you find that awareness, once you're aware of it, you will start realizing when you're about to say that resonates with me, it's because you're feeling it in your body. And so Resonance can be attained naturally where just, you know, that's just how two objects are. They, they naturally resonate with each other. They're on the same vibration at the same frequencies, but they can also be done through in training. And like I said, in training is when one object or matter affects the frequency of another so that they come into resonance. Okay, so higher vibrations and frequencies tend to bring up lower ones, which is a good thing. And as people, we want to vibrate at a higher rate because the higher we vibrate, the healthier we are physically, mentally, and emotionally. Our bodies heal faster, our brains perform with more ease and clarity, and our emotions lift to those of joy, peace, and love. And that's why you will often hear, you know, raise your vibration, and we need to raise the vibration of the planet because the higher we vibrate individually and as a whole, Then the healthier we all are on just multiple levels. And so sometimes we can consciously choose to vibrate higher, and sometimes we need. Or simply experience something else and training us into that higher frequency.
1: Uh, <laughs> so this is why we're drawn to certain things, right? This is I, I'm thinking this is why we're drawn to crystals and astrology, sound therapy, aromatherapy, reiki, and all those different energy healings that are out there and offered, that's how that works. The energy of that helps us lift our own frequency.
0: Right, exactly. It's based on one source of energy affecting the vibration and frequency of another. And by the way, this is now our third law of the universe, the law of correspondence. So let's start with astrology was one of the things you mentioned. So astrology, imagine the kind of energy, huge, ginormous, planetary bodies In the cosmos, how much energy they are transferring as they are spinning and rotating around bigger, more powerful bodies, and how all of that energy affects all the other ginormous planetary bodies. So you have all these big planets. And, you know, Earth is relatively not a very big planet compared to like Jupiter or Saturn and, you know, the sun. So just imagine you have all this energy of Earth, how much more those bigger planets transfer. And then an effect and how much that energy is rippling out. And then they're moving. And so that is moving more energy. And so that's all creating this big ripple system throughout our solar system and beyond. So stay with me because right now it seems obvious that would affect our world and each of us individually, right? And so now consider a snapshot of those planetary bodies in the sky And that energy that was happening right at the very exact moment you were born into this world, all of that energy happening at the very first moment you were able to experience it in your own flesh and energetic body. Then consider how those planetary bodies move in somewhat circular patterns creating repeating patterns of energy over time. When the positionings of those planets resonate, or when they're dissonant, which is the opposite of resonance, with our own personal energies, we are affected.
1: I absolutely love how you just explained that. Like, to me, that was a aha moment, because I've never heard astrology explained that way. To me, that makes so much sense. If I'm energy, their energy, how I can just see why it's important that we don't dismiss astrology and the information that it offers us. It's not just that woohoo, you're astrology, I'm Libra, I'm this. It actually, it's science and it shouldn't be pressed aside because energy affects energy and we need, I can, I just love the way that you (laughs) explained that (laughs) it's important it's vital. Like you want to know these things. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope, I hope you guys out there listening are are, are feeling that same. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for explaining it that way.
0: Yeah, the first time I heard someone say, I believe in the patterns of the universe, is when I had that same aha moment. I was like, wow, because, and I'm going to go off topic here for a minute, but I've always found it fascinating how certain things in our world are very representative of how they affect other things. Okay. And I'm going to use food. So walnuts, walnuts look like a brain and they are very good for our brain. Carrots. If you slice a carrot it looks like an eye and they are very good for our, our eyes, right? And there's so many examples out in nature. All of these things it's like nature, mother earth, divine source, however you want to look at it, you know, gave us these patterns, these connections for us to understand, you know, how to help ourselves. And so when she said that about astrology, I was like, wow, okay, so I I know science wise that there are patterns in our world. So why not take that to the bigger picture? And the more I learned about astrology, the more I understood how these patterns repeat, how they affect us, you know, how some are happen faster. Like the moon only takes about 29 days, 28 and a half, 29 days to do its full rotation through all of the zodiac signs through the sky. It does its full orbit then. So, you know, within a month, we've gone through all of these various patterns. And then, you know, 28, 29 days later, we're repeating those patterns. But then other planets take a lot longer. Like I said earlier, you know, Pluto has been in the same place in the sky since 2008. So now that it's changing, I mean, that's a big change, you know. And so the patterns: some are slow, some are fast, some you know overlap, and that just affects us. So yeah, I I really resonated. There we go. I resonated with that as well. Okay, so I know Belinda loves crystals, and we're gonna talk about those <laughs> next because we're gonna talk about how crystals work, and it, it, it's the same thing. It's just energy affecting energy, like you said. And with crystals, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, more woo woo. And, you know, that it's just in your head or whatever. I would like to explain how I understand how crystals work. And this is from um, physicists and those who have done research. And so there is, when we're talking about energy, what's called the dominant oscillatory rate or DOR. And if you do your research, you'll learn about this. So kind of pay attention to that. Your dominant oscillatory rate, and that's why we use DOR because it's hard to say, is the primary frequency that you're, you're vibrating at, right? And you're oscillating at, basically. Some things, most things actually have a dominant rate. Okay, it's the one that is expected, it's the rate, you know, they're they're vibrating at the same frequency constantly. Humans do not. Okay, our vibrations because of our physical well-being, our emotions, what we're feeling at the time, what's going on, we are affected by so many different things that we don't have a DOR, we don't have a dominant oscillatory rate. Other things can train us. And again, that can be emotions, that can be all these other modalities we're going to talk about. It can just be existence, you know, what's going on around you in your environment, And so crystals, they do have a dominant oscillatory rate. Each one has a different frequency, and it's determined based on their color frequency because we know, we learned that again in science, that color um, vibrates at different frequencies. A crystal's DOR is affected by its physical composition, by where it grew, what was going on in the world energetically, when they grew, and other attributes that scientists and physicists are still exploring. But as we said earlier, whatever that crystal's D-O-R is, it entrains ours, okay? So when we say a crystal resonates with us, we don't necessarily know why. We might think, "Oh, it's so pretty," or "I love the color," or "I love how it feels in my hand." And if you're energetically sensitive, you might—and I know you are, Belinda—you might get a tingle, or like a shock, or a warm feeling. You know, when a crystal's resonating with you, that's your energy body saying, "This crystal either resonates with me, or it's entraining me." And this, and that's what we don't get because subconsciously, our body knows that we need it to entrain us. Well, logically, we're thinking, I don't know why I really want this crystal, except that it's pretty, but I really need to take it home with me. <laughs> and it's because we might not realize right now that we need a DOR to entrain us up to its level. But that's exactly what's going on. I actually, I'm nodding as you're saying that
1: because I have had so many experiences where I have felt the need to go to my local crystal store. And I'll walk in, I'll just close my eyes, take a deep breath, and then I'm drawn to the area where a crystal is. And I've picked up, I remember once it was a piece of Labradorite, my favorite, one of my favorite crystals. Mm -hmm. I picked it up and the energy was so hot that I could still feel it after I had handed it over to the lady to purchase it. My hand felt like, you know, in the summer when you put your hand down on hot concrete, Mm -hmm. And then you pull it up and it's still got that tingle. That's how it felt. And I thought, I wonder why I needed this piece at this time. Well, it turns out later on that evening, something had happened where that crystal, that piece of Labrador, and it was a big piece. It provided comfort for me. I've seen that with my husband as well, where shortly after he had been in his car accident, we were down in the valley in this another favorite store of mine. And I told him, honey, if there's a crystal that calls to you, please pick it up and, and we'll buy it. We'll take it. And so he did that. And he picked up a piece. Oh, I can't remember. It might have been snowflake obsidian or something, but he picked it up. And it wasn't one of these pretty stones or mm-hmm. um, the ones that naturally would catch your eye. Mm-hmm. So we purchased it and found out it it had to do the physical benefits of this stone was to do with blood clots, and what did my husband have? He had blood clots. He had a um, a saddle clot in his lungs, and he had to be on warfarin for for oh my gosh, it felt like forever, like a year. And so you sharing that it's very don't don't cast aside those feelings when you see a crystal or a stone and you feel drawn to it when it resonates with you when it tingles in your hand or it catches your eye or you pick it up, put it down and but you can't stop thinking about it. Don't write that off. There's a reason why it's resonating with you. And it's always amazing when you go home and you look it up. Do you think, ah, this is why? And yeah, I've got many, many examples, many stories like that where I learn now I don't ever question it. Something catches my eye and I can't let it go. It's because it needs to come home with me for. Some either for me or for my family or for my grandson. And so I love that. I love that we're talking about that today.
0: And I heard so many stories and have experienced myself where at the time, even when you get home and you look it up, you're like, well, I don't feel that way. I don't know why I was so drawn to this crystal because it's not even the properties. When I look up what it's supposed to do. And the thing is, is each crystal is going to be a little bit different. Yes, it has a D.O.R., a, a standard DOR, but there's so many things that factor into that. Like I said, where it grew, when it grew, what was going on in it's in its direct environment that might be different from where other crystals of the same type were grown and when they were grown. So there's going to be subtleties there. And so even if the description that you look up doesn't feel right now, there's something going on there. And often what it is, it's our intuition. It's something within our energetic body saying, I need this. And you might consciously not even realize it for a few days or a week or even a month later. And then all of a sudden you're in this place and you're like, oh, that's why I needed that. (laughs) That's why I got that crystal because now I have it with me. So exactly. One thing I love to do with doubters is I'll have them close their eyes and I'll have a handful of crystals and I'll put one into their palm and see if they feel it. And if they don't, then I'll try others. Now, some people don't ever feel it because they're just not consciously tuned into it. And That doesn't mean it's not working. It doesn't mean that it's not affecting their vibration, their energy. It is most likely more stuck in their conscious awareness, their logic, their ego mind, their human brain, instead of feeling it energetically and physically. And that's okay, because we're all different. And that's fine. It does, Like I said, it doesn't mean it's not working because the energy is still there. It's still doing its thing. A lot of times, you know, when they have their eyes closed, and I put this crystal in their hand, and at first, they're like, okay, I feel a weight, or I feel coolness, or smoothness, or roughness, or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, and then I'll take that one out, and I'll put a different one in. And then I'll get to a point where like, oh, I just felt something, you know, and and it's like, okay, that's what I mean by it's resonate. You just felt that energy transfer into your physical body. And then they start becoming more attuned to it and they start understanding a little bit more. So if you are a doubter, we would both highly recommend that you go to a crystal store and just see if something just attracts you. Where are you drawn? Where are you pulled to? And pick up different crystals and hold them in the palm of your hand. Yeah. It should be your left hand because that's your receiving hand. And just see what you feel and you'll you'll become more in tune to it. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Like you said, don't be afraid to pick it up. Pick it up. Look at it. Is there,
1: did the color appeal to you? Did the pattern in the crystal appeal to you? Just yeah. Don't be afraid to pick them up and have a look, you know, right. and be open to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not just pretty rocks. <laughs>
1: We're going to warn
0: you, especially if, you, if you're if you a reader, you're going to understand this, that once you get used to this, walking into a crystal store is like walking into a bookstore. They all start calling to you. Oh, my gosh. And the next thing you know, my, you have... My... Go ahead. <laughs> A huge collection.
1: I yes. <laughs> I walk in to my local crystal store uh They sell petrified wood and all kinds of things. I'm on first-name basis with the owner. We chat. She takes me straight to her new stuff. She always tries to get me to buy her rings, which that's where I get my rings from. Mm. I've many times said, "Um, can I work for crystals? (laughs) Can I just come and hang out? I'll sweep your floor. I'll clean your toilets. I'll do whatever. Just please. And she just laughs at me. But it is. It's one of those things where you just it's like potato chips you can't have just one except they're good for you (laughs) right I'm having to learn I'm at the point in my my love of crystals where I have to really discern whether or not it's just because I love them or whether because I need them. And so um, I'm getting pretty good at that. Because And I'm lucky, my husband supports me. He's like, okay. And I'm like, please, honey, please. (laughs) Yeah. So don't be surprised. Crystals are addicting because they make you feel good. They empower you. They elevate you. And they just help you feel good. They help you tap into your own magic. They're a tool. And so, yeah. Don't be surprised. <laughs> We're
0: warning you. Just learn that discernment, like Belinda said, because we don't want to be held responsible. when you, next thing you know, you have a room for yeah. crystal, <laughs> like you you have a crystal room, and there's no nothing else in there. And it becomes like your books and your children. You can't pick just a favorite, but really, it means that they're working. That oh you're feeling something from it. Yeah. So it, you, again, it's just discerning how many pieces of Labradorite do you really need? How many pieces of amethyst do you really need? (laughs) Okay. So anyway, let's move on. Because we could talk about crystals just all day long, but... Oh my gosh, yes, we could. I just want to add that sounds and scents are similar to crystals. They vibrate at certain frequencies that entrain ours. And so they have even a more steady DOR, if you think about it. Because, you know, each sound, each note, depending on how it's recorded, what frequency it's recorded at, it has a very specific frequency and vibration. And scents are the same way, they are very specific. And so this is why you will have an emotional response to a song or a scent, because that's your energetic and emotional body responding to that frequency. And if you've ever seen, have you seen those videos of how sound affects water and it makes all these different patterns? depending on the frequency or the note, that is so cool. And it does the same to salt. And if you think about your body is water and salt, it, then you can see physically, if, if you're not convinced yet, you get on YouTube and look up those uh, videos of how sound vibrations affect water and salt. And you can see how that's probably affecting your body. With snowflake fractals, um,
1: how when um, sound different sounds, different music is played around snowflakes, how they form. Um, and it's just, yeah, I've seen the snowflake stuff and I thought that was just really fascinating. And if you're a writer like us, I know that sound, I feel sometimes we can entrain the sound too, like when we're, creating our playlists when we're trying to create a mood for something we put our emotion to it so when we hear a certain song it brings up that memory and we can tap into that emotion that we need right and same with um smells and stuff like that both sound and smell are so powerful tools and the energy with that they have they invoke that emotion those memories
0: right right and they and they affect your your energetic body and going back to like writing Or even um, there's certain types of sounds you listen to for meditating and for focus. And and some of us need certain sounds for sleep. One thing, if it's not music or like me with music, especially if it has words, I can get distracted when I'm writing. And the next thing I know, I'm typing those words out. I have found binaural beats to work. And binaural beats are really based on how sound frequency affects our brain the energy happening in our brain. And so I mean that's just further scientific backing to what we're saying here, which I just love. I love how the science and the magic really do back each other up because it's all there. It's and you know, I can't remember who said it, but someone said that magic is just science that hasn't been discovered yet or I can't remember how they put it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you had brought up Reiki and other energy healing as well. And again, it's all it all goes hand in hand. Um, Reiki and energy healing actually helps move the energy in your body. So you have all this energy flowing, it should be flowing through your body in and out, but sometimes it gets stuck. And that can happen from physical trauma, emotional trauma, past or more recent. There's a number of reasons that energy can become blocked. And so this stuck energy can manifest physically in your body as an illness, an injury or disease. So what Reiki and other energy healing modalities do, including crystals and aromatherapy and sound therapy, all of these things, they allow that practitioner to help move those blockages and get that energy flowing freely again. So you experience just energetic relief, but also some, you know, you're on your path to physical healing. And it's not a substitute for modern medicine, scientific medicine. It's supportive it works in conjunction with it. I mean, we could go on and on about chakras, our energy centers, and we have seven within our body. And you can go Google what those all mean. But it's basically this, you know, each energy center is a different type of energy.
1: (laughs) We could talk about each of these things for like hours, right? Because it's all just so fascinating. It's fascinating when we learn that this is how energy works, how all energy, how the universe works, it just goes really back to what you said right in the beginning, that energy affects energy. So to me, wouldn't you want to know what energy is affecting you? wouldn't you want to know why it's affecting you and how it's affecting you? I love that. It really opens up your awareness. It opens up your wanting to learn and understand yourself better. Not understand you, but understand relationships. And like you said, again, like the patterns, the patterns you see in your life, the patterns you see around you. Energy is energy. And it affects it, right?
0: Right. And I like how you brought up relationships because that's true because our energy obviously is affecting the energy of people around us and vice versa. And so when you understand better how this energy is working, how it's flowing through you, into you and out of you and how that's working with the people around you, then you can better understand what's going on with your relationship there and where things might need to be adjusted. What can you do energetically speaking to shift things? And this is why healing is so important in doing magic because Healing is healing your energy when you really get down to it, when you're doing shadow work and going back to past trauma and all those things, the shadow, and again, that's a whole another topic for another day, but in a nutshell, shadow work is looking at all those things that you've rejected about yourself over time because it doesn't fit with who you think you should be rather than who your authentic self is. And so when we explore those things and learn to reintegrate all those things about us, we are clearing our energy path, which makes our energy flow better, more smoothly at a higher frequency. It makes it easier for us to connect with others and understand others. And it makes it easier for us to intentionally direct energy to our desired outcome, which is magic. So yeah, the, the healing is important. The energy is important. And we will... Discuss more of it in future episodes. In fact, we're gonna break it down, and over our next couple of episodes, break it down into the different polarities of energy, and then break those down into the elements. And we have more to talk about it because it really is the basis of all magic.
1: <laughs> it is is the basis of everything, and it's important that you understand it. That you have that foundation. You know, if you have a, a good understanding, good foundation, you can build upon it. So I like that. I'm excited. I'm excited for the upcoming episodes. I'm so glad that we're doing this and that we're able to share and discuss these things. Because yeah, who who doesn't want to understand themselves better? Who doesn't want to be able to understand and and believe that you're not as helpless as you feel? You're not as disempowered as others may make you make you think. You know, you're empowered right. and you have control over your life. You have control over things. And so I love that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, next week, we'll be talking about feminine and masculine and how the energy floats along the spectrum in between those two polarities. I'm really looking forward to that. And then of course, the elements. That wraps up our tea for today for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it and you look forward to learning more about energy. Okay, so let's do our starburst for this week. Belinda, what starburst are you sharing today?
1: Well, it seems pretty fitting considering we were just talking about crystals and things like that. I wanted to share a starburst on one of my favorite online crystal stores called the Happy Little Rock Shop. It's an online crystal store on Facebook. You can them up and follow. It's a husband and wife team. They do daily postings of different types of crystals they do small carvings towers bracelets pendants tumbles sometimes i'll have pendulums the smaller little handheld things and then every week they do two live shows where they do their larger items, the big spheres, the big uh, carvings, different carvings, towers, and some of their prettier stuff. Not prettier stuff, but I just call it the prettiest stuff. It's one of my favorite stores to shop from. Their lives are Monday and Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I, what I love about it is you can text them. You, If you go to their website, www.happylittlerockshop. Dot com, they can even text you alerts when they go online, uh, when they're live, so you don't miss out on it. And it's fun for three hours. You just if you sit for the whole thing, you just sit there, watch it is addictive. I'll be sitting there watching <laughs> it. And then I'll hear And this number goes to Belinda. And then my family looks at me and I just have to go, oh, (laughs) a different Belinda or yeah, yeah, I I bought something. And they're very prompt. They're just a a pleasure to work with. Uh, Sarah is the wife and she's wonderful. And so that's my starburst for this week
0: to go along with what we talked about energy. Nice one. What about you, Christy? I need to get in on their lives. I haven't done that because I overspend. (laughs) So back to that (laughs) discernment again. Um, But one thing to remember when you are watching those, whether it's Happy Little Rock Shop or any of the others, and you don't get something that you really want, just trust in your higher self, your highest power, the universe, whatever it is you trust in that they know what is meant for you. Okay, so my starburst goes out to the warrior goddess training book. And I am starting in, with my beginnings with my starburst, And this was one of my beginnings. This book is what got me on the road to healing spiritually and emotionally and really introduced me to different ways and perspectives of looking at life and creation and the meaning of life, the purpose of life, how we're all connected. And it's the book is by Heather Ashamara, and it's available on all the bookstores, but you can also go to the website, warriorgoddess.com, and there's the main book, there's a workbook, uh, I think there's some supplementaries now, and then she also does programs, um, some free, some paid and She does some amazing retreats, but that was really what got me turned on, got me mentally and emotionally turned um, around when I was in a really dark place. So I really, it's very empowering. So yeah, I really recommend it and hope you enjoy it too. Um, I was just going to say, I bought those two And um, I know for the
1: ebook, I don't know if it is at this time, but um, I got it for 99 cents. I definitely recommend everyone, you know, if you feel called to it, to go check that out because it is, it's a great book and great series to check it out. And it's affordable, yeah. which is good. Yeah. So you could spend money on crystals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I that. Always, <laughs> Always coming back to crystals. <laughs> How can we not?
1: Right. It's just it's one of those things. They're just once you find something that you love, that's just the way it is. So yeah. okay. So thank you so much. We're at the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on the masculine and feminine, which continues the discussion about energy. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, GoodPods,
0: Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and coming soon, TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com.
1: We hope you'll join us next week, and in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now, go make some magic.